Welcome to Flashback Tracks. Travel back in time each Friday to an era of big hair, leg warmers, and Walkmans. Far out. Veg out with some clips from Downtime Broadcasting's promotional audio cassette magazine from the 80s and 90s, right here on the World Wide Web. Most every distributor exhibits in a local or perhaps a national trade show at one time or another. From a tabletop display at the local chamber of commerce to a safety conference, every selling group does shows. The following article is reprised with permission of Agency Sales Magazine, published by the Manufacturers Agents National Association, Laguna Hills, California. Copyright 1991. All rights reserved. In this article, Robert Furks, a member of the association and a rep firm, writes on how to work a trade show effectively. An agent who runs a major cooperative exhibit, which includes his five major principles, brought a junior salesman to one of his shows to do booth duty. The junior had been making progress in the field, but he had never worked a booth before. Unfortunately, the agent didn't have time to tell the man that working a booth is totally different than making customer calls in the field. Left on his own by the busy agency owner, the energetic junior immediately approached the first prospect to walk his way in the booth and asked, "May I help you?" Well, of course, the booth visitor responded with. No thanks. I'm just looking. The junior was dead in the water. Considering the cost of the booth, the cost of the show space, and the time spent, this agent was running a very negative balance. Needless to say, you've only got a few minutes with each booth visitor to find out who he or she is, the company affiliation, and whether or not the person is a live prospect. Asking "May I help you?" doesn't do it. In this report, we're going to outline the suggestions made by MANA members to help you have a more successful show. As you can see from what we have said so far, there is a fundamental difference between selling in the field and trade show selling. At a trade show, your contact with booth visitors is, for the most part, random, and you usually have a lot less time to get the information you need and to make an effective pitch. But there is a compensating benefit to this: you're meeting a prospect on your home ground, your booth. Unless you're selling miniature parts, you can seldom take samples of all your products when you make a call in the field. But in a typical trade show exhibit, there should be a good range of product samples which you can draw on when talking to a prospect. Also, if you have any experts from the plant, you can draw on them immediately to answer prospect. Questions in the field. This process can take forever. People who visit trade shows usually have some very specific needs, and they are looking for answers to some immediate questions. Therefore, launching directly into a pitch without trying to determine these needs is a major waste of time. A little early probing will get at these needs if the prospect doesn't state them right away. An agent who sells microwave components on the West Coast told us that he holds a short training session for his sales staff before a show in which he tries to help them dig for specific needs. We do it in a role-playing mode. He explained, "I help my salespeople learn to probe for the application I have in mind." This agent explained further that his role-playing situations have sharpened his salespeople's probing skills to the point. That they can get a need within the first two or three minutes of a conversation. We never approach a booth visitor immediately. We let him wander the booth for a few minutes until he stops by the displayed products that most interest him. This means some careful observation, but after a while you can spot it. They will pick up and put down this and that piece of waveguide. But after a few minutes, you'll see that a particular piece of equipment, a tuned guide, for example, will hold them longer than another piece of equipment. This is the point at which we make the first approach. The agent then explained that once he has an idea of what the prospect might do with a piece of his equipment, he then asks the prospect if he has ever used a similar equipment, and the need probe is launched. It takes practice to do it quickly and effectively, he explained, but it has to be done considering the cost of the show. 
And while we're talking about probing immediately, we should mention a point made by a Florida agent who has a lot of trade show experience. It's a mistake, he told us, to hand out a catalog or piece of literature until you've done some probing and have the answers you want. You don't want the prospect to think about anything but what you're saying. In fact, some agents avoid giving out any literature at all. They concentrate on qualifying the prospect and deciding whether or not to send him or her the literature after the show. Another Florida agent told us that this approach works well for him. He said, we do keep a stock of manufacturer's literature in the booth, but it's not out on display. It's in a closed cabinet. Our approach is to find out as much as we can about the prospect and his needs as quickly as possible and then offer to send follow-up literature after the show. Most people prefer this because it means they have less to carry around and take home with them if they ever get the stuff home. There's another benefit to this, he explained. By training our salespeople to withhold giving away sales literature to everyone, we stress that they must probe for as much information as possible. This means that follow-up calls in the field are going to be a lot more productive simply because they will have heard from us twice before we visit them, once at the show and once when the promised literature arrives. We feel that these two hits add up to a stronger contact than giving the literature away at the show. A Texas agent who mounts several shows a year discovered the value of positive disengagement almost by accident. I was talking to an especially interesting prospect of the show, he explained, and as we talked, I could see a very interesting application for one of my principal's products. I talked and talked. Actually, I talked myself into and out of a sale by talking too much. I should have talked to the point where he was sufficiently interested to agree to a meeting back home at his office, but I went beyond that point. I didn't know when to disengage. In some shows, you don't actually sell from the floor. You present products and try to line up meetings after the show. As anxious as most people are to make a sale, you have to learn the point at which a prospect is willing to agree to a meeting back home, or you're in danger of losing out altogether. Disengagement from those who perceive to be low-priority prospects is just as important as positive disengagement from a strong prospect. However, disengaging from someone you feel may be a low-priority prospect is always a judgment call. There isn't an agent around who doesn't have a horror story to tell on this score. It usually centers on the shabbily dressed and slightly bumbling booth visitor who is given the quick rush, but who turns out to be the purchasing VP of a major player in the field. There isn't anything we can say specifically that will help you separate the good prospects from the bad other than to learn to probe carefully and quickly. Invariably, agents who participate in trade shows will invite their best customers and prospects to visit them at their booth. We're not talking about the mass mailings you'll make to everyone with an interest in your product. We're talking key people. When you do this, be prepared to do more for them than just to say, thanks for coming by. To handle this situation, most agents say that having a hospitality suite at a nearby hotel is the answer. After all, your customers should be familiar with just about everything you have in the booth, and your good prospects deserve more than perfunctory attention in the booth. Hospitality suites must be handled with care. They're a combination of social and business meeting and some rather cramped quarters. An agent who learned the hard way told us that the best way to think about a hospitality suite is to think of it in the same terms as you would if you were to invite a customer to your home. Travel back in time with us next Friday as we share more clips from the 80s and 90s on another rad episode of Flashback Tracks, exclusively on Promo Corner. Time to bounce.